eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're tuned into It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati, the top podcast covering the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Hosted by Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata at Odyssey Sports Podcast. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Lindsey? I'm always good after a win. The the win post podcast is always a great thing. And then when you see the offense do what it does best and two weeks in a row back to back, it's always a great feeling. Oh man. If you thought last week's offense was good, like this week was insane. Uh, I mean, I know the Falcons were down a couple corners, especially when AJ Terrell goes out. But even considering that, like, it's not like Burrow just threw 50-50 balls to his wide receivers and they just dunked on these, like, not great backup-level corners. In fact, when he tried that on fourth down, it didn't work. Uh, but he was diving up and down the field. It was just – that was uh, – all right, we could start right away. Yes. That is the best Joe Burrow performance since when? Ooh. Oh. Oh, goodness. Can I say – there's so many things I'm, I start to feel and it goes back to 2021. It's the fourth quarter versus the Niners. And then it's against the Ravens, but I know they had a lot of injuries last year, but like, that's where I'm at right now. When I saw Joe Burrow in that first drive, because when I saw them get it, I'm like, look, let's, let's go down. I'm obviously not part of the team, but I'm going to put myself in there <laughs> right now, go down, drive. You knew we've talked about this all week. You got to get off to a fast start because you're facing a, an Atlanta Falcons team who can run the ball, and that's not what you want to deal with the rest of the game. And they don't go away from it. I mean, you look at games earlier in the season, even when they were down by a couple of scores, Atlanta would always still run the ball. And I was like, why Why are you doing that? You got to throw it up. But I knew who their quarterback was at the same time. When Joe Burrow did that in the first drive, I thought for sure, I'm like, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it's the second best game he's played other than the Ravens game. And I know that Ravens game is against the backups and all that stuff. Yeah. He hit like 500 something yards. He, he was unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. And even, even ran a little bit in that one, like he did in this one. So um, yeah, that was my first thought. It's like, this is the, uh, what I've been doing the grades a plus, this is the a plus game. 
I can't even think of like too many little mistakes. Like a lot of times you can go like, yeah, there were no big, no big takeaway, no, no big mistakes or anything. I mean, like, I guess throwing it up to T versus what, but then at the same time, I'm like, yeah, that's T against the backup corner. I don't care. Throw it up. I guess fourth down, maybe not, but whatever. And <laughs> like to me, I, I don't care. That's fine. Even when he looks like he's missing a little bit, like he throws the ball behind a guy, it's usually on purpose. And then you see a guy come flying that would have took that guy's head off if Burrow didn't throw it behind him. Or you can see that, that he was fitting it in a small window around somebody. So love the game from him. I mean, incredible game. I know who was against. I know all that. This is a team that their defense was surprisingly scrappy the past few weeks. They held the Niners to 14 points and the Bucks to 20. This is not a terrible defense to me. Um, I mean, I guess they're down the corners, like we've been saying, but it just doesn't matter to me. Like when you watch the just watch it. Like don't don't just look at the box score, look at the injuries and come up with whatever. But like if you actually watch the game, he was so good on time, super accurate. I think that's the biggest part, right? Because we've been hounding him a little bit. It's just like, well, the accuracy hasn't been there as much. I mean, today. Oh my goodness on some of those throws. The one to Chase on the right sideline. And I know Chase had make an incredible catch, but oh my God, you couldn't put that somewhere better. Yeah, no, like going back to it, after we record this podcast, we're recording it on a Sunday night around 7 p.m. I'm gonna go find my tweet and I'm just gonna like throw myself under the bus right now because I said in the Saints game that first drive, I was like, wow, Joe looks off. And I got semi-hammered for that. And then some people agreed with me. And I'm gonna say, ever since this tweet. Joe Burrow's offense has put up 65 points. So uh, you can thank me right now for the turnaround of Joe Burrow. But it's unbelievable because I think that's the biggest thing out of the first four to five weeks of the season is what's going on with this offense? Oh, Joe looks a little off. Oh, the wide receivers, can they do this? They're forcing it to Jamar Chase. And then you see Jamar Chase get two touchdowns today. But again, Joe B throws it around to everybody. Tyler Boyd, Hayden Hurst. He gives it to T Higgins too. a lot of game balls after the game. And this is the offense when everyone's healthy. Uh, you look around the AFC. This is what you should be afraid of. Honestly, you should be terrified of what they can do when you have these three wide receivers, wide receivers, and then obviously getting the run game going. But it's unbelievable what everybody was able to do because they were just clicking. Yeah, when uh, the offense is clicking this well and the defense is still playing well, um, look, it's the Bengals, Chiefs, and Bills for me. And I know that the Ravens just beat them. And if they played right now, I don't know. I mean, I'd, I'd probably pick the Bengals, but, like, I'm not confident about it. It's just when you get this high level of play, like this high, I don't know if the Ravens hit this high. I don't know if they just – I don't know if they have the weapons. Like, Andrews, I know he's hurt, but he had, like, one catch today and – uh, Bateman is, oh, he's, he's a good wide receiver, but that's one wide receiver. So they've got like a good tight end, a good wide receiver, a bunch of running backs that they seem to be upset with. <laughs> and then, uh, Lamar, who I think Lamar is incredible, but it's just only so much because you still need to be able to create your explosive plays through the air as well as on the ground. And I know, I don't know. I'm kind of both talking out of both sides of my mouth because I'm remembering plays that they left on the field where Eli Apple got burnt, and I, I assume we'll get there but today. But yeah. Eli Apple got burned on yeah. a, a play, and Lamar just missed him. And um, so, like, maybe if that happens, a narrative in my mind changes. But in my mind, I'm just – it's the Bills, Chiefs, and Bengals, and maybe you could throw the Ravens in there. I don't feel comfortable throwing, like, the Chargers in there mm -hmm. or – 
we'll see about the Dolphins. They were really explosive before Tua went down, but when they played the Bengals, I came away thinking like, yeah, well, when you play a, a good defense, I'm not sure if it's the same thing. So I don't know. But to me, it's Bills, Chiefs, Bengals. Um, not in any order, although that might be the order so far this year. <laughs> uh, so I don't know how you feel. I, I mean, I also still think that if the Bills and Chiefs played a playoff game right now, I'd still pick the Chiefs. I would too. I would too. I, I think you look at that regular season revenge game and putting quotation marks up right now. And I know this is an audio podcast, but I, I still think the Chiefs, uh, it, it's wild to say this because the team we talk about on this podcast is Cincinnati Bengals and they beat the Chiefs on the road at Arrowhead Stadium. And I'm like, oh yeah, Chiefs would be the team I think would beat the Bills. Um, but, but Cincinnati has proven, hey, they can beat you at home. They can beat you on the road in a really tough environment in the AFC Championship game, which is so wild to think about when you look back at those. I agree with you. I think it's Bills, Chiefs, and, and the Cincinnati Bengals right now. It's kind of wild because as we're recording this, and, and we kind of talked off there before we hit record, the Jets are more than likely going to go 5-2 and two on the season. I'm not terrified of them at all, at all. I, I, I think it's wild. They're 5-2. and two. Obviously, one of their losses is against the Cincinnati Bengals. They had 16 points in going into the fourth quarter. Um like I just I'm not convinced that this team is a threat in the AFC and I know we're going to get more into what happened today with the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Atlanta Falcons but at the same time the AFC one of the biggest things we heard in the offseason was oh it's loaded everybody's doing what Cincinnati was able to do they they get those wide receivers they're going to get the weapons you should be terrified because all these teams can be the AFC Cincinnati Bengals from 2021 no I, I honestly don't think anything really has changed when you look at the AFC picture. Did I think that in the offseason? No, I thought it was going to be more of a threat for Cincinnati and, and obviously coming off that. It's never easy to get back to a Super Bowl. Goodness, this is my first time. I, I have no experience with this. It's my first time seeing them in the Super Bowl last year. And, uh, you know, a lot of people saw them in the 80s. But for me, it was a first time thing. So I can't say, oh, it's totally easy to get back when you have a franchise quarterback. It's not. And everybody knows that. Look, you're in the midway point of the season, almost midway point of the season, and there's still a lot of football left to be played. But I think when you look at what we've seen over the last couple of weeks is I think this offense is figuring out how to get back to that really scary threat of an offense around the AFC and the NFL overall. You can put them in that picture. It doesn't have to be in their division. It doesn't have to be in the AFC. It can be an overall picture to say they're a threat in the AFC if everybody is healthy. And Joe Burrow, we talked about it early on in our podcast that obviously he was coming off that surgery, missed a lot of training camp. They don't get reps in preseason. You get an offensive line out there. And then this is what we get in week five, six, and seven. It's starting to look a little scary again in a good way for Cincinnati. So I think when you look at the AFC overall, I agree with you 100%. It's, it's those three teams for me. And again, I mentioned it before, there's a lot of football left to play, but uh, it, 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 it's a good feeling in Cincinnati right now. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Yeah, and uh, this includes just thinking about last year, too, because if I was only thinking about this year, if last year didn't happen, I would be more up and down. But with the way last year ended and everything, and also I would say that the offense, it's not like they've just been playing bad defenses. To me, it's it's you notice a schematic change in what they're doing, all the downhill gap run game now, the power run game, along with everything being basically shotgun other than, I guess, the goal line for Mixon. <laughs> um, so th- when you add that in and then Burrow seems like, I, I was saying I thought there was rust. And then, uh, you know, four or five weeks in, I started I started thinking, like, I hope I'm not wrong. <laughs> but now he's back. And I'm like, okay, okay. I think it was just rust because he just didn't – a lot of these guys didn't practice. And I feel like fans, including me a little bit, are getting a little bit sick of the uh, rust argument. It's like, okay, so when's the rust leaving? It's like because it's like we were like four weeks in and uh, I was still hammering. Like, I think a lot of these guys are still a little rusty. And uh, so it's good to see that – that seems to have worked at least for some of these guys, the rust just falls off him like burrow, like, and like I say with mixing with the injury, now he looks healthy again. It's a lot of these guys, they look better now than they did early in the season. I think that's the trade off of these no preseason games and all these guys missing training camp, but you survived the part where you're going to start slow. And now you're in a pretty good spot. I still think they're in a pretty good spot, but, this schedule gets tougher. They need to take care of business against the Browns and Panthers because then you've got some tough games. Although, as much as I have been saying, I think the Bucks are fine. I am now. I am now hitting the alarm. I'm now hitting the alarm about that uh, team, and also being like, I don't know how nervous I am about, about the the Buccaneers game at this point. I'm still nervous about Bills Chiefs, and you got to play the Ravens again. But I'm not sure how nervous I am about the Bucks game anymore. Yeah, not to like jump into like ahead of the schedule right now because I know they have Monday Night Football a week from tomorrow when they play the Cleveland Browns on the road, but the Carolina Panthers, and I feel like this always happens when you move on from your head coach and you have moves. You have that game where you're like you come out and you win against a team you shouldn't, but I'm going to be completely honest with you. I agree with you. I picked the Bucks to go to the Super Bowl. I don't know how confident I do. My, my Eagles pick's looking pretty good, huh? Your Eagles pick is looking great. But the same <laughs> time with like Tampa and Tom, yes. it doesn't look great for my pick. But I will say this. It's great for the Bengals because <laughs> I know there's a lot of football left. But when you look at that game in December and you're like, oh, I hit the road, play Tom Brady and the Bucks, That's not looking too bad if you're the Cincinnati Bengals right now. But the NFL overall is absolutely wild right now. I it's it's a little different from last season, but at the same time, I feel like your AFC playoff picture right around October, early November is right where it was last season. Yeah, I mean, this is eerily similar to last year, right? Like they kind of start slow, they they get into the bye and they're at an okay spot, but not a great spot. And then you're looking ahead, you're like, oh, this schedule's tough. But then they beat the Chiefs and they beat the Ravens and they beat the Steelers and they beat all these other teams that are playoff teams. Uh, lost to the Chargers, but they didn't make the playoffs. They beat the Raiders. So they beat all these playoff teams to still make it and then went on the run. So it's kind of similar, although I think they can be in a better spot if they can just win these next two games because going into the bye week six and three, um, that's pretty nice. And look, I think you, to me, I always think 10 wins is what you need to get into the playoffs. And then I think 11, 12 for the division, who knows? I don't want to think too far ahead and like trying to predict games like that, but just like if you get to six and three, I feel pretty good about getting four more wins in your next uh, 
eight games, going 500 down the stretch. I feel it pretty solid they could do that, make the playoffs. And as I have been hammering, if this team makes the playoffs, I think they have the defensive coordinator, the quarterback, the offense, everything that can go on a run again, just like they did last year. Yeah, I want to get to more of the defensive side and, and just a little bit of the offense after this game. Uh, I think they surprised a lot of people what they were able to do at home. We thought maybe this would be a little closer game because of the scrappy Atlanta Falcons, but it really never felt close to me. We'll get more of your opinion on this next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.